Welcome to Learning Minnesota, connecting people one conversation at a time. You know what? Let's talk. I'm Steph Rostein, passionate about learning, empowering teachers, and elevating the teaching profession. Here today with Anne Marshall, who we're going to talk about the morning meetings. Anne, before we dive into uh, the meat and potatoes of all of this, tell us a little bit about you, maybe both personally and professionally. Well, like Seth said, I'm Anne, and I'm a licensed K-8 teacher, and I really just have a love and a passion for learning and for teaching. Since I was a young girl, I always loved being with children, um, and that just continued to foster and grow as I got older. Um, and at home, I have four boys, and my husband's a teacher, and so it's just a really fun, active place um, to be and we're always exploring and learning and so I'm really excited to be here today to talk about morning meeting which is such a wonderful gift in the classroom for everything that goes along with what you need in the classroom. Yeah absolutely um, and so I guess maybe to start it all um, rolling Simon Sinek often has come in the, the headlines saying, where's the why? Like, why do something? So that we understand really the purpose behind things before they actually are implemented or before people look into trying them. So maybe we should cover that first. Why morning meeting? What is, what is the research or what are some things that we can say this is why that we need to make sure that we have morning meeting, especially in the primary and intermediate classrooms? Um, so that everybody understands that it's for their benefit and for the benefit of the kids. I think the biggest why is um, it really helps build that classroom community. And we know as teachers and educators that having a relationship with your children, or your students, I should say, in your classroom is so important. And so not only does it help build that relationship with your students, it helps the students build relationships with each other, especially when they're younger. Um, and even when they're older, they might not have been in the class with the same students. Um, so really allowing that to be built is one of uh, a huge benefit. And then if we know that the relationships between you and the students are there and the students with each other, classroom management will be so much better. And we all know that having classroom management is key to being able to teach academically and social emotional skills. Yeah, I actually have to say, I love that you said for your children, because I think that's one of the biggest things, especially with building relationships, is when you have a student come and say, hey, mom, or hey, hey, dad, and you recognize that they have that relationship with you, they have that trust with you. And so it sounds to me like morning meeting really is a way to broaden that trust in the relationship, not only with teacher-student, but students and each other to create that classroom culture. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's it. Um, and I did hear you as well say, um, you know, that it, it helps to be able to establish the classroom management piece so that down the road in dead of winter and we're starting all to get a little bit antsy and we all want to get out. Um, when you have something as consistent as morning meeting and when you have that classroom culture, um, I would assume that you notice that the behaviors, although they might, they might be rising a little bit um, due to the lack of being able to get outside and those things, but they're still manageable, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Um, and so I, I have introduced classroom management in my own classroom when I taught third grade, um, but maybe not to the extent that you have, which is why we invited you here to talk about it. Um, could you share a little bit as well on once you have that classroom manage, or once you have the morning meeting in place, uh, in addition to the teacher having that classroom management role, how do the students kind of fare out once, once everything is established mm -hmm. with each other? 
I, I really feel like when you're doing the morning meeting and you're giving that gradual re release of responsibility within your classroom to those students, they just blossom and they grow. Um, and so it's just really a neat thing to see. Um, and their relationships are better with each other. And then from there, it's just a win-win. I suppose what a great way also to ignite those big, the leaders, the, the, the mm -hmm. front runners who can recognize and really help to calm their classmates, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, very good. Yes, and I think something, you know, within um, even a school, if it's been happening classroom, um, morning meeting has been happening since kindergarten all the way through, like eventually those fifth graders can take over the ownership of the morning awesome. meeting and so forth, which how awesome if you're a fifth grader and you can lead, you know, and even, you know, younger, you can even do that too. But it just really allows that responsibility. Yeah. So it's the consistency, um, but being able to see it year after year and then grow and blossom even more to empowering the students themselves to yes. take it and run with it. Very cool. So with morning meeting, we've talked about a little bit about the why. Uh, I think the next thing would be what? What is morning meeting? What are the components? What does it take to run a morning meeting? Um, kind of what's the work involved? I know a lot of teachers say we have so much on our plates. So if you want to start with the what, what is it? Well, morning meeting consists of four components. And the first one would be the greeting. The second one is the activity. I'm sorry, sharing. And then the third one's activity. And the fourth one would be the morning message. And so with greeting, it's exactly what it entails. It's the students greeting each other. And as a teacher, you're a part of that greeting. And so that allows you to say someone's name or to say good morning to that person and how to if we can validate children by saying their name and students by saying their name, some of them don't get that. And how important and incredible that is for them to be actually greeted by their name. Right. Um, and so, and then sharing allows um, students to share about personal things. Objects are never brought in. They just share um, what they'd like to share about, or it can look even as like um, an opportunity for children to listen then to the person that's sharing. So there's lots of skills that are worked on there. And even with the activity, you can do anything from academic activity to um, something that's just fun just to get to know you. Because you know at the beginning of the year, you're yeah. trying to build those relationships. And morning meeting allows us for you to have that structure for the class, classroom schedule in the day. And then a lot of kids need that structure and need to kind of know what's mm -hmm. going on. So you're already like allowing that anxiety to like be released by doing the morning message. Very cool. So you mentioned that the greeting is first. Um, I really love that you hit on the need to be able to say and pronounce students' names. Um, I've seen a lot of research come up now about the importance of making sure that we don't give nicknames or that we, we really uh, validate what's in a name and, and honor that. So when can you describe maybe some different kinds of greetings that happen? I know, you know we say, hello, Anne, mm -hmm. um, but what else? goes along with that. Yes, so of course there's a plethora of greetings that you could do. Um, what I like to do at the beginning of the school year is um, just start with a very simple, the person just saying their name. And so we would be sitting in a circle because morning meeting, everyone wa you want everyone to be looking at each other, okay? Mm -hmm. And again, morning meeting is all about modeling. So a lot of modeling and repetition is done at the beginning of the school year. And then that allows the students, again, to grow in that responsibility of what it looks like and sounds like and so forth. And and so um, I like to call it's the echo greeting, I call it. So I, if we're sitting in a circle, I would say Anne, and then everyone would say, 
Good morning, Good Anne. Morning, Anne. <laughs> or they could say, Anne, however simple you want to start, and sure. then you could build up on there. Um, then again, that gradual release of responsibility, allowing them to build on that. So we might just start with and then it might be a turn and greet where they actually have to turn their bodies. Mm -hmm. And then I would say, good morning, Steph. Good morning, Anne. Okay, and there's no physical contact, and hopefully by that time, students know each other's names. Okay. Then you can teach them how do we handshake. <laughs> Good morning, Good Steph. morning, Anne. <laughs> and then eventually, um, um, what I like like to do is have a, a stick of, um, I'm sorry, a cup of sticks with yes. their names on it. And then I pick a person's name, two, two children's names, and then they stand up, they greet each other in the middle, and then they switch spots. Okay. So then students can like hear their names again, they can switch where they're sitting because sometimes in morning meeting students like to sit next to just the people they know aren't comfortable Makes with sense. and then eventually um, the the final like big hurrah would be um, allowing the students to do a one-minute greeting now it sounds like whoa <laughs> kind of wow. chaos at first but what happens is you know you look at the clock for one minute and you say okay everyone we're going to be doing the one minute greeting well they've had the opportunity many times to say each other's names to greet each other by turning looking each other in the eye handshake and so forth you would also model what does it look like you know already by walking to each other and greeting each other and so it sounds like it would be for one minute, they can just go and greet everyone. Like that would be chaos. But again, you give little baby steps and take these baby steps to build this awesome one minute greeting foundation of, hey, I can greet everyone in my classroom in a calm, orderly manner. Very cool. Um, I also love the idea of having them stand up because as we know, especially with the very little ones, we need to make sure that they're moving or that they're given the opportunities mm -hmm. to move. So are there, and are there other greetings that you um, want to hit on right now before we move to the next part of morning meeting? Sure, I'll do two more because okay. I have a couple of them. Okay, Great. so one with movement, I love the pop greeting. And so um, one thing that you can do is they can say their name like, and pop, and then they can pop up and do like a cool, like action. <laughs> okay. And then, you know, everyone else could say good morning, you know, yeah. and they could, I mean, you could do have everyone else do the cool action or you could just have them stay sitting and saying, but then again, it gives them that movement, yes. um, that greeting and so forth. And another really cool one is you can include academics into your morning greeting. So for example, if you're in science and you're talking about friction, okay, you can say like, okay, here, this is a normal handshake, right? And we've all done that. But then everyone counts to 10. You could even do math Very with that, cool. count by twos, two, four, six, eight, ten, right? Or one, two, three, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Then they have to, how does that feel and different? Feel, oh, very cool. Yeah, so I just love it. It's just a simple component, but you can just make it into whatever you want. Sure, mm -hmm. very neat. So that was one that was called the pop the greeting? pop greeting would be like the different actions. And then a, another greeting one was the friction one, well, okay. how you can incorporate and even math into that greeting one. So Very cool. Yes. <laughs> okay, so once the greeting is done, mm -hmm. what's the next step? What do we move on? So sharing would be the next one, okay? okay. And sharing... Um, it can look lots of different ways depending on what kind of classroom your environment you're in. So I know some teachers that actually allow their author's chair where the students present their writing to be their sharing part of their day. Mm -hmm. um, what, how I did it in my classroom is in, I would allow students to sign up to students a day to sign up if they would like to share. And then we practice, okay, what does it look like? What does it sound like when someone is sharing? Okay, so everyone is... The modeling, yes. Yes, and everyone is paying attention 
right? And then I always would allow questions or comments afterwards. So again, you're teaching another skill, but limit it to th like three because otherwise yes. we'd have- They'll go forever and talk. And yes. <laughs> yes. So I would assume then that you would model those things as well. Talk yes. about what is a question, what's an appropriate comment and, and that sort of a thing. Yes, and okay. what I like to do is I like to be the first example of it because then I can model it. I can show what is expected. I can talk about that. And it's a, the, a lot of conversations at first and modeling then, you know, have those ones that are really eager to mm -hmm. share a lot and there always are going to be those one students that don't want to do that but I found that even my shyest kids that really didn't want to I still give them that opportunity before you know we'd have like a checklist and right. make sure everyone got the opportunity and I found eventually later on in the they year warmed up to it they would want to share and I thought what a huge accomplishment yes. you know so it's really cool very cool <laughs> and so you call it the author's chair um, so I not me myself personally. Mm -hmm. Yes, sorry, but I know that um, other people that I have. I just would call okay. it sharing. Okay. In the morning. Yeah. Very cool. And mm -hmm. so then they share anything and everything, or is there something like? Do you limit them? Do you give them some sort of maybe a theme, something to stick to? How does that look? Great question. So I think you can make it whatever you want. What I would do sometimes is say like, oh, tell us, you know, about your favorite activity with your family. And that would be kind of like our question when you're sharing that week. Sometimes it would be a free for all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it just kind of depends. Um, maybe it would be something like, what have you learned this last week in school that has been really neat or something like that. So again, taking the concept and then just going with it, how it works for you in your classroom. Yeah, I can see with me um, having tried that I might have had the students sign up prior to and maybe not that morning or to, especially for those who are, were shy and for them to be able to practice or think about what they're going to share and what they're going to say. So then that works up that confidence piece as well. Yeah, that's perfect. And I actually had a sign up sheet like on my board and usually it all be signed up like the week before. Okay. <laughs> you know, because so you're like that far yes. out. <laughs> because good, good. we'd erase after the one person would share and then, you know, I'd say, okay, then, you know, at the end of the day, whoever wants to sign up can shine so they know far in advance um, right. if they'll be sharing or not. So, okay. Mm -hmm. So we go from greeting mm -hmm. to sharing, mm -hmm. and I believe the next step is the activity. Yes. Tell us about that, please. So that's my favorite. Because <laughs> I, I love movement in the classroom, and I found like my students were just they just want to interact with each other and you can do that with movement um, and so something um, example we would do a warm wind blow so this is more of like the beginning of the school year when you're just trying to get to know each other mm -hmm. um, I would have all my students take their chairs again we would model and practice what does it look and sound like to bring our chairs to the circle <laughs> and back because you know that could be chaos yes. <laughs> but we model all that first um, and then there's just one student that doesn't have a chair and they stand okay but then they say like a cool wind blows for people that are wearing jeans, okay? So you could do something like a physical feature or it could be more like a personality, which I would encourage more like for people who like pizza or people who um, like to go swimming because then they're getting to know each other right. that way. Um, and so it allows them that opportunity for movement, but also getting to know each other, so. Very mm -hmm. neat. So I believe that the activity part also can have academics embedded into mm -hmm. it as well. What are some examples that you've used to um, kind of build that in as maybe a precursor for what was going to happen later on in the day? Yes. So I love to um, do with my math stations. I love to 
um, have my activity be learning that game for okay. either that day and the after, you know for that day or a couple of days in advance mm -hmm. um, and allow them to have that practice of what this looks like and sounds like um, and then even um, for my first graders, when I taught first grade, I would do like write the room so we could get spelling words in or phonic word or phonetics and stuff. So it's just, again, a plethora of different things right. that you can do. So The sky's the limit and mm -hmm. it just kind of comes down to it. I love that we're brainstorming as we're talking. Well, mm -hmm. I should say I'm brainstorming because what a great idea to be able to bring in morning meeting with the general concept of four specific components. But there are so many different ways to incorporate what's going to happen throughout the day or that relationship building and again it, it really encompasses that, that culture mm -hmm. for the classroom um, yeah there's just so many different ideas and things that can happen so yes. um, okay so oh go ahead oh, I was just gonna say one other one that I like is Kosiki it's called and so this one really works on problem-solving skills and following directions and so forth so what happens is the students are all sitting in a circle and you have one co-seek your leader mm -hmm. that actually will just step outside the classroom and you know as teachers make sure you can just see them but they can't be like seeing what's going on and then you have one person within the circle that is the leader that's going to be doing actions and so then you invite that other person back but no one can talk they just follow the leader's actions okay so like the leader would go like this and, sure. and again, we talk about like, okay, make sure you're not always just looking at the leader because then the person that goes out, the Kosiki finder, will be able to know, you know, and they get yeah. three guesses, guesses, the Kosiki finder gets three guesses. And so, again, working on super important skills, but as a game. Right. <laughs> so, Very it's fun. Cool. Mm -hmm. Um, okay, so we are at component number three of morning mm -hmm. meeting. And the last one is the morning message. The message. Yes. And so I think you know, even as adults sometimes and even as a teacher, like being organized and knowing what's coming ahead helps alleviate some stress and anxiety for me. And we know that's so true for our students. And so I love to use morning morning message as a way to incorporate what are we going to do throughout the day. Um, and it can look very different, but it's written as um, a letter to your students with like letter format, you know, um, dear first grade superstars or sure. dear middle school rockers or yep. <laughs> however you want to say it um, with the date. And then even within the letter context, I would put something that maybe grammatically would be wrong that we were working on or some type of verb that would be wrong. So again, incorporating that academic into a message that also allows them to know what the schedule is for the day. And my favorite part too of morning meeting what, or the morning message was at the end there's an interactive piece to the message which means um, there is a, a part where students can actually take part in sure, and do, do it. Something. Mm -hmm. And so I would actually use that as my check-in for the day. So I'd have the students, it might be like, um, what's your favorite color? And I'd have all the students' names up on the board with our smart board, but then they could take their name and just move it to purple, red, green, yellow, right. and that way. And then I would know, okay, who is here for the day? Yes. Who's gone? Because we know attendance um, is an important part, and sometimes our mornings can be a little busy. Yes. <laughs> so um, I love to use that as a way to just check in, too. Very neat. Um, actually, as you were talking, I was thinking we really, we, we discussed a lot so far about morning meeting and its components and we gave examples and a lot of it, um, as you can tell, both of us are, we have the majority of our experiences with the primary and, and um, intermediate. And so starting to think about too, 
you know, we talked about the why of, of morning meeting and that it establishes not only that structure and helps with classroom management, but it builds that culture. And so how might a teacher uh, in the higher grades incorporate morning meeting? Um, and you and I, we did do some thinking about mm -hmm. it and, and I actually reached out to many high school teachers and I found that um, unfortunately because of the scheduling, um, whether it be blocks or periods, and they're so time restrictive that a lot of them, uh, they don't do anything like that. And so if you are um, a high school teacher or a middle school teacher and you do incorporate morning meeting or something of the sort, so it doesn't need to be called morning meeting, um, but it's some way that you um, expose and explore the idea of, of anchoring um, a morning time with your students, uh, let us know. We'd love to have a conversation with you. Um, so I was thinking as well, because one of the biggest pieces that I've heard with high school that they don't incorporate something like this is because it takes so much time. But really, I mean, if we think about those four components and the, the greeting, um, like how much time do you allocate for morning meeting, maybe either as a whole or even just as these segmented pieces? Sure. I always like to allocate more time, so like 20 to 30 minutes, which is probably a little bit longer than most teachers can give up. But for me, I found it so important and so good for my classroom environment that I could not do right. less than that. Um, but I also have been in the hard spot of where like I have students leaving my room early in the morning or like my husband has had that same thing. Um, and so we were talking about like, what can we do? So you can take like your greeting is two, three minutes, right? Um, and then maybe your sharing takes, you know, five to 10 minutes. Well, if you want to take your sharing and put it after lunch or take your sharing and put it at the end of the day, do what works. And I think taking small steps, you know, um, allows you to just really be flexible. And it, I'm thinking to like middle school, high school level, you know, if you're meeting in your homeroom, you know, most, I just remember when I was in high school, I just kind of sat there. <laughs> You know, yeah. didn't, didn't do much. Home room was about 15, 20 minutes unless there was some sort of an event happening or people yeah. were coming around selling suckers. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. all, like all I remember about home room, so. Yeah, so I'm like, what an awesome opportunity just to even just have the kids do a fun greet. Like, I love Starburst greeting. You bring Star well, I don't know if you can do that in most schools, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> go with it, go with it. You take a Starburst and, you know, you can just say like, how many Starbursts you take from the pile, then each one of those Starbursts, you have to say something about yourself. Ah, you know, it. there's an activity right there. Super simple, and it can be super quick, and but who, it does but, so much. Yes, and middle schoolers and high school who doesn't love candy. Right. <laughs> very, very true. Um, and so what would you say for people who are just starting to bring morning meeting into the classroom, whether they've been teaching for many years or whether they're brand new to this profession? I think the biggest thing is just start small. You know, as teachers, we have so many expectations and so many guidelines we have to follow and standards we have to meet. So just make it simple for you so that you don't have to overthink it. Morning meeting is supposed to be something that allows you to be creative and have fun with your students. You know, mm -hmm. I don't think we're necessarily allowed to have fun, but morning meeting is a time where you can really block, you know, get those kiddos interacting, teaching them super important skills um, and just, thrive in the classroom. Sure, and setting the routine for what is mm -hmm. to come. And mm -hmm. I love too that you had mentioned that if it happens every grade level, then it 
it actually becomes easier. So if it is something that the primary grades, um, the teachers incorporate into their everyday schedule, by the time they're in middle and high school, it's going to be something where the students themselves can run mm -hmm. with it and they will not only know how to run with it, but they're going to magnify the potential for the culture that they can build just within, within their own um, leadership. Um, and so, so you say start small, and I just, and I don't know if you even have the answer for this mm -hmm. one, but my brain keeps going around with, you know, start small, which we hear often, but it's also so important to do, mm -hmm. you know, so how, if you say start small, um, what would be of the four, or like throw me into a situation where I've got no time, kids are going to be pulled soon, I've never done this before, mm -hmm. give me advice on what start small means. Like, do I try to take all four pieces and really limit them? Do I pick one? What would you, what would you oh, say to me? That's a good question. Help me. Yes. <laughs> okay, yes, because that start small can be very broad, though. So yes. good, good point. So I think the biggest thing would be the greeting. Okay, eye contact. You know, you don't even have to have that physical touch with the handshake yet, but giving someone eye contact, don't you just feel validated even as an adult? Absolutely. So I think allowing that and you build that relationship and you let that person know you care. You know, so I think that two or three minutes, if that, okay? Mm -hmm. And if you can't fit it in within your day, at the door when students are coming and you as a teacher, if you can't build that classroom community, get up out of your chair <laughs> yes. Sorry, and meet yes. at the door, you know, greeting because we don't know what these kiddos are experiencing at home, these, all these students. And we just want them to know that this is a safe place for them, a place where they're cared about and really allowing that greeting time to happen is huge. Um, so I would start there. Um, and then if you are, uh, allow a little bit more time, I think the next component would be the morning message just because of um, students that really get that anxiety and stuff. Yeah. It just allows them. And then you don't have to throw all the grammatical errors or anything. Keep it super simple. This is what we're doing today. Or have something written up on your board already and say, hey, here's the... You know, it'll take two or three minutes just to even go through your schedule up on the board. Mm -hmm. Or here, these are our standards, I, I, I can statements today. So Very cool. Mm -hmm. I love that you said two things that I had to chuckle on. <laughs> One is get up out of your chair. Um, <laughs> just kind of like the side story for me, when I had a classroom, I got rid of my chair mm -hmm. because it just was so inviting. I got the comfy teacher chair. <laughs> It wasn't like the hard wooden chair. And so um, in order to maybe keep myself from wanting to hover or sit, I got rid of my chair. Um, but the other piece that you said is bring it out into right outside the door of your classroom. Mm -hmm. And that's also huge because I've been seeing a ton of research that shows that students who have their teacher, somebody who cares for them, meet them at the door, um, has just shown that they are, they have that feeling of being safe, um, of being valued, and really all around them that is the perfect foundation for building that, that learning and growth. So I like that you pointed that out. Thank you very much. Um, okay, so we talked about the why. Uh, for morning meeting. We talked about the what, and I do believe even though I think our next topic was supposed to be about the how, do you incorporate it, I do believe that we kind of mm -hmm. hit each of those things. Yeah. So um, would there be anything else that you want to share about morning meeting? Um, any ideas or things that, or uh, resources, or can if somebody is watching this and they really want to try, go, is it Koseki? 
Kosiki. Yes. So, or if they really want to try something that you've mm -hmm. described, would you you be a resource for them to be able to reach out to? Yes, I would love to help anyone. And I think even if you Google morning meeting um, responsive classroom, there are tons of ideas from teachers all over the world. And so it really is something. But then sometimes you can be like, oh, there's so many ideas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. just pick and choose one and try it. Um, one thing that I really like to do um, was allow time for students just to get used to the meeting, morning meeting. So like, you know, if we do the greeting, do the same greeting back to back two days. Okay, and then even the activity. Not switch it up so quickly. Yeah, so again, to kind of ease into it, you know, something like that. And then on Friday, it would be like choice day and the students could vote what they, what greeting they wanted to do from the week and so forth. So, and talk to other, I mean, we have so many resources, our colleagues, and there yes. are master teachers everywhere we look. And so even reaching out, you know, and saying, or, you know, if you want to go to a, a training, there's trainings all over too, and ask your administration. And I'm hopeful that, you know, you can have something work for you. Yeah. So, but well, I think too, uh, just the knowing that you'll be there as well to act as a resource for people who are um, wanting to attempt or mm -hmm. wanting to maybe brainstorm and troubleshoot ways to incorporate morning meeting in their classroom mm -hmm. um, is fantastic. Okay, so to really bring it all back to the beginning and really hit home on not only the importance of morning meeting, but just the key concepts that, that go into play with morning meeting. We have the first part is the greeting, mm -hmm. um, the second part is the sharing, third part is activity, and the final part is the morning message. Is there anything that you want to share lastly uh, about the greeting? Sure, so I, I do know that, like I said, there's many resources online. One fantastic resource, resource is done through Responsive Classroom, where they came up with a book called Morning Meeting Greetings. But I love that resource, but at the same time, I think as educators, you can just take a greeting as simple as like saying the person's name, turning your body, looking at each other, and you can do it yourself. So that's a great resource. We have all these wonderful resources, but we don't have to feel like we need to have those resources because we ourselves have these ideas right. and we are creative and we know what our students need. And so I think allowing ourselves to also know that, okay, you are empowered and you can do this. <laughs> we are designers of learning and mm -hmm. the only way that we're going to be successful in that is knowing who our clientele, our mm -hmm. children or mm -hmm. our students are. Um, I was also thinking too, just off of my own experiences, that one of the greetings um, that, I mean, it wasn't even really called a greeting, but how neat would it be? Uh, my own children had attended a play camp and they had to pick out of um, a hat different ways to use their voice, whether it sounded like it was a higher pitch or if they had a southern drawl or they were pirates. And so, I mean, how easy is it to have fun with that and, and really have them think about different ways to use their voice while acknowledging with the greeting? I mean, what is really the overall, the big, big purpose of the greeting itself? Just to get to know each other, I mean, and have that eye contact. Right. And that validation. So, okay, mm -hmm. so for the greeting, it's recognizing and making sure that every person in that room feels validated and feels mm -hmm. like they belong. Yes. Right. Okay, yes. so then you move into the sharing. Um, is there any other ideas or really cool sharing things that you thought about? Yes, I forgot about something called, um, you can call it a zip or a whip share. Okay. <laughs> so this, if you have to be really speedy, um, I love to do the zip share, and I just call it a zip share. So basically what happens is you take one topic, like how old are you? 
and each kid goes around and says, I am eight, I am eight, I am eight, I am eight, or I am nine. And so then kids can, um, children can see, you know, who is the same age as them, who isn't. Sure. You can get through it very quickly. Plus they're working on using a complete sentence. So, you know, even like, what is my favorite color? My favorite color is purple <laughs> and so forth. And so that allows it to go very quick. Everyone gets a chance. If they don't want to share, then they can pass, of course. That was one thing I kind of forgot. I thought about that too. When um, we do have students that are shy and don't want to always share, and we never want to force our students to share if they don't want that, because that's just not going to create that safe environment mm -hmm. and that secure environment. So allow them to pass. It's okay. Like I said, my students that were super timid at first, just blossomed and grew as the year went on. So at first, I thought you wanted me to share my age with you. <laughs> <laughs> share that. I was like, okay. Um, no, but my eight. favorite color is green, so you can feel free to, to share that around. Um, and I guess my my brain keeps going when you think about the different things that you can ask. And you say work on complete sentences, and for me, I'm really trying hard to think about. Well, how does this look in the middle and high school classroom? I mean, there's so many different questions that you could ask with that. Um, and you know, like. I drive a Ford, uh, you know, mm -hmm. like maybe something that that is meaningful or that plays into their age, their level, um, you know, their interests, yes. their hobbies, like I'm on the speech and debate team or, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. So it really can be adapted to the learners that you're serving. Um, okay, so we've got the greeting um, and the um, sharing and overall for sharing, for that, I suppose with greeting, it's more or less acknowledging and really recognizing the name and that the person is validated. And then I suppose, am I correct in understanding that once the sharing begins to happen, it's more or less getting to know them deeper? Yes, I would beyond think that. so. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so then we move to activity. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to add with that? Yes. Well, I... Um there are so many activities, and I just think of something that is super basic and simple is, as kids, we learned rock, paper, scissors, right? <laughs> yes. And so now, you know, you do your rock, paper, scissors, shoot. shoot. But yeah, that's added now, right? For new. So something as simple as that, I mean, that's fine motor, right? I mean, plus a little bit of large motor, you know, depending on how yeah. <laughs> hard they're doing it. But teaching them and reiterating something that they love, yet they can build on teamwork and competition. Because also, I think with response, or in morning meeting, we really don't want our kids to be competitive. It's more about just have fun, yes. enjoy each other, learn with each other, and so forth. Um, and what I love is there's a, um, it's not that new anymore, but it's called the legend of the rock, paper, scissors. Okay. <laughs> and I use that voice because my husband the is legend. a great storyteller. He teaches second grade and he always says, the legend. So anyways, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's so wonderful because it talks about like rock, paper, scissors. And so there's a literature item that you can do as a read aloud for your class. There's a book? There's a book. Wow. Oh, yes, okay. I can't remember the author. Sure. So sorry. But but then you can incorporate the rock, paper, scissors from the morning and have that read aloud and the kids are just gonna love it and engage them and it's relatable to them because they play that yes. on the yes, yes. Yeah, playground. I was thinking of two things when you're talking about rock, paper, scissors, and one is I know that that is the first go-to for deciding, you know, like who gets the first of this or the bigger piece. It's not only with my children, but when the neighborhood kiddos come over and it's like they're trying to decide. Rock, paper, scissors is their go-to for, for deciding. Um, but I also witnessed a really cool activity that is the egg chicken dinosaur superhero. I don't know if you've seen that. And 
it's this giant classroom activity of rock, paper, scissors, but everybody starts out as an egg, you know, mm -hmm. and they're walking around, they're kind of huddled like this, and then they go up to a classmate and they do the rock, paper, scissors, and the winner becomes the chicken and walks around, you know, with like, yes. looking like a chicken, <laughs> while the, the person who lost that one remains the egg and goes and finds somebody else. Um, and so then the chicken approaches another, and if, a, if you are a winner as a chicken, you move to a dinosaur, so you put your two little fingers out in front yes. and you wander around and then um, you eventually become the superhero. You actually look like the Statue of Liberty. Um, but it's so neat to see that they they don't gravitate just to the people that they know. I mean, this is a full-on rock, paper, scissors, <laughs> I don't want to even say tournament because really once you are in the ultimate pose that you want to be and you go up to somebody and you play them, you can go back down, you know? So it's kind of like you level up and you level down and it, it just, it becomes this free flowing um, activity. So I've seen that played and I thought that was really cool. And I definitely was playing and making my way <laughs> yes. up and down the ranks, you know, but um, so what a great activity to be able to play. And I mean, even as adults, it's, it's really fun to see and, and to see how it works with a group of 25, 30 kids um, and adults alike all together. Yes, because I think you make a valid point too. Like as the teacher too, greeting, sharing, um, activity. I'm I'm there. I'm on the floor with them. Sometimes if I if I can't get on the floor then I'm on the chair. Yeah. Depending, you know, and the pairs are there if they're in the, my classroom. And this, you know, even if the principal's there, we are in this together. And you know, we're not just on the outside. We are doing it with our students and engaging them and learning together and having fun together. And I like that you say that too because honestly, I think there's this um, maybe stigma or this fear that if you have a loud classroom or things are happening and kids are moving all over and it looks like it's chaos that it's not managed but it actually could be quite the opposite in that it might look like chaos but it is being fully managed and the kids and the teachers and adults alike in there are fully engaged in what's happening and so that really just connects them all together during that time yes so mm -hmm. okay and then so we go from, uh, so the activity then I'm guessing is maybe just kind of like a, a way to soften the day maybe, just kind of to, to establish, but to, to make everybody feel like not only are they with the greeting validated and with the sharing that they're, they're gotten, um, they're, they're understood and, and, and known more, um, but with the activity it maybe is kind of that way to pull them together. Yeah, I think building that relationship with one another. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then, so then the final thing with the morning message, um, are there any, like what are some ways that you've used, when you described morning message to me, um, what I saw in my head are the learning objectives, the I can statements, you know, those sorts of things. So um, because those are key things in making sure that um, students understand what the objectives are for the day, how do you take something that's like that and, and maybe for lack of better term, somewhat sterile, you know, somewhat kind of feeling like, okay, well, it's there, but where's the connection? Um, and incorporate that into a morning message, which is a great opportunity for, as you said, those learners who need to know what's gonna happen, um, but it really maybe solidifies what's gonna happen for the day and why or what is the goal for them. Sure, so I think depending on 
you know, again, what your outcome of morning message is, um, you can vary it. But I do like to add like little tidbits of personal things. So like if it's birthday, I'd say happy birthday, Alexa, you know, and then students know that, oh, it's Alexa's birthday today. Or if there's a special event in the gym today, add those components into it. You know, even if you need to do like um, a dot list or something, you know, but what I loved is since I worked with students that needed to work on their reading skills, I have a lot of repetition. And then those students that even couldn't quite know what those words were, they could read it out loud with us sure. when we were to read the message, you know, or even if in your classroom you could have one person read it. It just all depends. Um, but I, so that are some, those are some other ways that you can make morning message work in your room. Sure. And so you can incorporate both the academic pieces, but then those celebratory things, like you said, birthdays or events that are happening, or maybe mm -hmm. something, I can see something um, maybe having happened the day before or the night before mm. that you need to stop and you need to talk about. So mm. those uh, on the fly things that just come up that you know need to be addressed with kids and, and how they're thinking and, and um, uh, connecting those to their own experiences. That might be a great opportunity mm. to be able to talk about something and make them feel safe yes. um, and okay to ask questions about it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, okay, so take mm. me through, we've talked about you know, going slow, starting small, um, and we've talked about what that means too, to make sure that we might be starting small and we might be going slow, but that doesn't lessen the impact on what morning meeting has for the classroom. Um, if I were to start morning meeting and want to make it so that you, you mentioned, you know, with all of the modeling, but that, that gradual release so that it can be something that is self-sustaining and can be run by the students themselves. Um, walk me through like how you would plan for that to happen because you talked about that some of the um, activities or the greetings things could be need to be done back to back so that the students can begin feeling comfortable and they have that multiple exposure so that they understand what it is going to be. Mm -hmm. um, so in, in the long run of things, like if we really want to gradually release this and, and, mm -hmm. <laughs> and gift it um, to our students to take over, what does that look like for a plan? Sure. So I've created just for my own self and also for you, if you contact me, um, whoever is watching, um, a four week plan to just kind of get started and get going. Um, because it is, you know, when I was looking at morning meeting, it was my goal to really create that foundation of relationship classroom community and just um, classroom management. And so what it looked like in my room is um, for the first week I always took sharing out because sharing has lots of components to it with the listening and then the questions and comments and stuff. So I always just took that off out because for me I really wanted to just model and practice greeting, then the activity, and sure. then the morning message. And so what I always would just do is I would start um, like I kind of said before, start with that very basic, simple greeting. What does that look and sound like? Um, and do that with each component that I'm doing for that first week. And I would do it, um, that same greeting back to back. And then um, that way, eventually those kids feel comfortable. So for example, an activity, um, there's an activity called Zoom. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that no. one. Okay, so Zoom is one where um, you're sitting in a circle and you go around and each student has their turn to say Zoom. Okay, so we'd go Zoom. 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 And, we, and our goal is to say Zoom and get around the circle as fast as we can. Okay, so we build, again, you're building that community. It's something super simple, something that doesn't take a lot of effort those first, you know, week of, mm -hmm. that first week of school. Um, and then to do a variance of that one, you add the word eek in it, 
and then they have to reverse. So for example, you go zoom, eek, eek and then they come back to me, zoom, and then we go back around, oh. and then someone would say eek, and then it, so it reverses. So eek is like, like in playing Uno, it's yes. the reverse <laughs> card in going the opposite direction. Yes, okay. so you know, they're feeling confident in zoom. Ah, okay, we can uh -huh. get it under a minute. Oh, we can get it under 30 seconds. And then you just throw just a little bit, you know, because we know even in teaching and in, in the classroom, sometimes there's a little ball. bit, of, yeah, you get a little <laughs> bit of a change and it, it helps the kids to realize like, you know, it's okay if we have a little bit of change. It can be fun, you know, and you can have those conversations of, okay, in our day even, in morning message, now we played Zoom, let's reflect. Because I think how, have, having those connections made yes. really allows students too, to be like, Oh yeah, you know, I even yeah, need that okay. as an adult. Yes, so yeah. kind of a fun thing. So um, I just now my mind is is zooming, <laughs> uh -huh. um, pun intended. But with um, just and does any student choose to say that, or is it something that's like a kind of a secretive thing where somebody might I don't know. For example, I'm envisioning kids all closing their hands and put it or closing their eyes, putting their hands out, and maybe the teacher touches one of them mm -hmm. and says, "Okay, everybody, open your eyes," and then it becomes that one chosen student says it. I love that idea. Okay, so <laughs> I did kind of yes, yes, so see how you can just make it your own. Yes, And yes. you have your own ideas, which is awesome, you know? So, yeah, so how I ended up doing it, I would allow my students to decide if they wanted to say Zoom or if they wanted to say Eek. So the only thing is eventually, like, if you're noticing, like, some Everybody of the same, sings. yes, <laughs> and then it's going back and forth, you know, then, of course, you want to stop, you want to have that conversation, reflect, and then the next day you try again, right. you know? And so, again, not ever making students feel like, oh, I shouldn't have been doing that, but just having that discussion, that open conversation, allowing it to be a learning tool and go from there. Right. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about then, it sounds to me like the first week is really you said without the sharing, yes. so then you bring sharing in in week two? Yes, and so then in week two, um, so in week two I would say is more when you're going to start doing those turn and greets, you're going to be teaching the handshake, the physical contact, eye contact, well eye contact was the first week, but you know, allowing those students to do more of a greeting style as we would, you know, sure. say so. And then I do introduce sharing, but I start with myself and I model that. And then we talk about questions and comments. Again, that, that second week is very much about modeling, knowing what that looks like, because there's lots of details that yep. are entailed into that. Um, and then with the activity, it's very much team building, you know, those first couple weeks of school, and then eventually, you know, adding in those components of the academics or so forth. Um, and then even allowing that choice on Fridays for students, it allows them to have that ownership of their meeting, um, and they just love to do that too. So, so what I guess I'm, I'm visualizing is kind of like a pyramid where in the, the first week you don't have the sharing, but you have the other um, components and pieces, but you do keep them simple. Mm -hmm. And then you build in the following week and you maybe add in that freedom on Friday or you really start to start to build that strong foundation and then is it like week three and four you start to incorporate the leadership or the ability to have the students take charge and, and to do things and to maybe lead some of those components? Mm -hmm. I think for me since I was you know in the younger elementary I did teach fourth grade too for a couple of years but I found that our first like four weeks I didn't necessarily give them Besides the choice, I didn't give them a whole lot of ownership just because they weren't quite ready. And that, those were just my groups. Yep. Now, you might have some groups that are ready to right. be the big shebang, you know, and yep. go. Um, but it definitely is that pyramid 
style, you know, very simple, then you gradually build, and even sometimes you might just have to take it back to, okay, we still don't have people yes. being comfortable with even saying their name, and that's okay, mm -hmm. you know, and you just go from there, and then you challenge again maybe, like, okay, let's turn and greet each other, okay, now let's try that for a little while. Um, so really for me, I just found after my many years of teaching, I found that this four-week plan really allowed me that gradual release of responsibility and allowed me that opportunity to have my students feel comfortable, um, ready to go and really plant that foundation. Right. It was a good anchor. Mm -hmm. Did you find that um, after that four-week period, you know, when you begin to allow that leadership to take hold, um, did you find that there were periods all throughout the rest of the year where you maybe did have to re-anchor or you mm -hmm. did have to scale it back a little bit? Yes. So in Minnesota, the dreaded <laughs> cold days, <laughs> right? Yes. Or um, even coming after, you know, some breaks, even MEA or after, you know, Christmas. The breaks, holiday break, yes. yep. And so it's just, you know your students you know, by building those relationships. You know what works and what doesn't, and you know when to rein it back in yes. <laughs> and then when to allow it and uh, let it go free. And so, but that's the beauty and just the challenge and joy of teaching too, to be able to do that. Very true, very true. Mm -hmm. um, anything else that you can add about morning meeting? I know um, once again, you shared so many different resources and I appreciate that you um, not only you know shared where you found some of your resources, but but hit on the fact that we as teachers are designers of learning and the only really way that we can be effective for our students is to understand our students. Mm -hmm. So the resources are out there for all of us to find, um, but it's really up to us to be able to determine what our students need and when um, is the time to introduce them and to, to release them as well. So, mm -hmm. yes. um, And you spoke about that you had created that for week and that um, it's available. So if people wanted to reach out to you, they certainly could. Yes, please do. Okay, <laughs> very good. Well, thank you again for taking the time to talk with us um, about morning meeting. If you have any questions, feel free to email us um, and connect with us at learningminnesota.com or you can reach out to Anne. Uh, her email will be listed on the resource sheet that's provided for you. Um, and be sure to check out other topics that are in the Learning Minnesota Resource Library. Thanks.